the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. We need to forgive others so that we can be free from the unforgiveness and free from the bitterness and free from the burden of it. I want you to listen to the words of Jesus in Mark's Gospel, chapter 11. Jesus says, And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Many of us have experienced our fair share of various offenses, betrayals, and other grievances that leave us with two choices, forgive and forget, or bitterness and resentment. If you think back to some of the major offenses you've experienced, what was it that you chose? In today's message, Pastor Dan reflects on the importance of forgiving others and moving on. In his study, you'll learn how forgiving others not only benefits those who we forgive, but removes the burden of unforgiving bitterness. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis, chapter 42, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Your words may be tested to see whether there is any truth in you, or else by the life of Pharaoh, surely you are spies. So he put them all together in prison three days. But then Joseph changes his mind of how he's going to test them. So verse 18, then Joseph said to them the third day, do this and live, for I fear God. He says, I fear Elohim. That's your God. Right? He, he's dressed like an Egyptian. He looks like an Egyptian. He's talking like an Egyptian. Right? The Egyptians have different gods. Ra, An, all these other gods. But he says here, I fear Elohim. I fear your Hebrew God. And I want you to notice too that, that, that Joseph is changing his behavior, making decisions. He's motivated by his fear of God. That's motivating how he's handling this that that is kind of the, the overarching motivation for him. And you, we read it and we wonder, well, why doesn't he just take vengeance on them? Why doesn't he just seek revenge? He's got the power. He's got the position. He can do He fears God. He fears the Lord. And the, the fear of the Lord is a, is a good reason to act in a way that is honorable and godly. Right? And sometimes... Uh, we have to crucify our flesh and not act in the flesh out of a fear of the Lord because we want to obey him and we want to honor him. Our flesh may say vengeance, revenge. But no, I, I want to honor Jesus Christ. I want, to, I want to please him and I want to do what's right in his eyes. I fear the Lord. So he goes on in verse 19 to say, if you are honest men, as you say, which I know you're not, 
Let one of your brothers be confined to your prison house, but you go, all of you now, go and carry grain for the famine of your houses. He's got a concern for his family that's back in Canaan, right? You see his heart here. And bring your youngest brother to me so your words will be verified and you shall not die. And they did so. Joseph, instead, he decides out of fear of the Lord, he decides to keep one brother in prison, send the other brothers back to the land of Canaan with grain for their families and his father and Benjamin, and send all the brothers back to get Benjamin and bring Benjamin back to Egypt. And and Joseph is testing his brothers to determine if they've changed at all. And he does this because you can't have true reconciliation with someone that has wronged you if there's not repentance. If they haven't repented of the sin, if they haven't repented of of the behavior, you can forgive them. You can forgive them without them repenting. But you can't have like true reconciliation and restoration in the relationship if they haven't repented and changed their behavior. So he's just kind of testing them here. And the way he's going to test them is by putting them in a similar situation to the one in which they betrayed him. One of the brothers is now kept in prison. Remember, they put Joseph in a pit. So one of the brothers is kept in prison. The other brothers can save him by returning with Benjamin, or they can just save themselves and abandon the brother in prison and go back home to Canaan Canaan and never come back. So it's a test. Have they changed? What will they do to, to this brother that's in prison? Now, look at verse 21. And they, then they said to one another, now they're speaking Hebrew. They don't realize that Joseph can understand what they're saying. So this is a conversation they have among themselves with one another. We are truly guilty concerning our brother. For we saw the anguish of his soul when he pleaded with us. And we would not hear. Now that's new information. We didn't, they did, that wasn't in the previous chapter when Joseph was sold into slavery. But apparently, understandably, Joseph was in anguish and pleading with his brothers as they sold him into slavery. Therefore, this distress has come upon us. Verse 22, and Reuben, Reuben's the oldest brother, he answered them saying, did I not speak to you saying, do not sin against the boy and you would not listen. Therefore, behold, his blood is now required of us. You know what Reuben says? I told you guys not to do this. I told you not to treat him this way. And now look, look, look at the situation we're in. But they did not know that Joseph understood them for he spoke to them through an interpreter. So the brothers have this conversation. They don't realize that Joseph can understand. And what we see here is that the brothers are still filled with guilt over selling Joseph into slavery more than 20 years later. You know, sadly, some people carry around guilt for something that they did wrong, some sin, some mistake, some bad decision. And they carry that guilt with them for Sometimes 10, 20, 30, 40 years where it's still there. It's still this weight upon their soul decades later. 
So I want you to see here that there's really two stories here in this chapter that are running parallel to each other. You, you have the story of someone who needs to forgive. And you have the story of brothers who need forgiveness. So you've got someone who needs to forgive and you've got some people who need forgiveness. And quite often in a conflict, that's the way it is. There's someone in, the, in one party in the conflict needs to forgive and choose to forgive. And the guilty party needs forgiveness. Joseph needs to forgive his brothers for the wrong that they did to him. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13 says, You should forgive even as Christ forgave you. We forgive others because Jesus Christ forgave us. I'm not saying that it's easy to forgive always. I'm not trying to minimize the severity of the wrong committed or the pain suffered. That's all real. But we are called to forgive others who have hurt us. And often the person who hurts us or wrongs us, they don't even realize they hurt us. They don't realize how deeply they hurt us. Or they forget about the incident and just move on with their lives and don't even think about it. And we're just kind of left behind with unforgiveness and, and hurt and pain. And, and that, that can grow into bitterness in our hearts. And so we, we, need, we need to forgive others so that we can be free from the unforgiveness and free from the bitterness and free from the burden of it. I want you to listen to the words of Jesus in Mark's Gospel, chapter 11. Jesus says, And whenever you stand praying... If you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. He says, when you stand praying and you you have something against someone, he says, forgive them. If you're here in church, you're worshiping the Lord, you're standing worshiping the Lord, or you're sitting there in your seat right now and and you have something against someone, Jesus says, forgive them. Choose to forgive them. Church is a great place to forgive someone. Just in the quietness of your heart. And you do it because it'll set you free. It'll set you free. And and, and again, there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. There's a difference between forgiving someone and trusting that someone. You know, if they haven't changed, you don't have to trust them. But you should forgive them for your own good. And, and Joseph is in this situation where he chose to forgive his, his brothers. So there's, there's that part of it. And then there's Joseph's brothers who need to experience forgiveness. They're, they're 20 years into this thing and they're still filled with guilt and regret. You know, Jesus Christ died on the cross to provide forgiveness from God, to lift our guilt, to lift our shame, to lift that burden, to lift the regret. The Bible says that we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. It says in Isaiah 53, the chastisement for our peace was put upon Jesus. Through his death on the cross, we, we can have peace. We can have that, that, that burden taken away. Listen to the words of David in Psalm 32. Listen to what he says. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, 
whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long, just the the weight of the guilt, just like Joseph's brothers. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy upon me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me and all my guilt is gone. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there's still time. David says, man, it it, it was just, I was just dried up emotionally, spiritually, physically from just the guilt and the shame and the regret, this burden that I carried around until I confessed my sin to you. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. And David says, finally, when I, when I confessed my sins to you and I stopped tried, trying to hide my guilt, you forgave me. And all my guilt was gone. The weight was lifted. The cloud was lifted. And then he exhorts us and says, let all the godly pray to you while there's still time. Therefore, everybody ought to pray. Everybody ought to confess their sins because then then God will lift your guilt. He'll lift your shame. He'll lift your regret. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. So maybe you're you're here today and you need to choose to forgive someone in your life. Again, I'm not saying trust them or be reconciled to them if they haven't changed. I'm just saying for your benefit, for your freedom, maybe you need to forgive someone. And God will help you do that because it's not easy. Or maybe you're here today and you need forgiveness and you've been carrying around uh, this shame and guilt and regret. Maybe you've been carrying it around for decades for something that you did a long, long time ago uh, that you regret. Jesus Christ provides that forgiveness for you through his death on the cross. So look at verse 24. So he hears the brothers have this conversation about their their regret over how they treated Joseph in verse 24. And Joseph turned himself away from them and he wept. And then he returned to them again and talked with them and he took Simeon from them and bound him before their eyes. When Joseph hears his brothers expressing their guilt and regret, he breaks down and cries. Now listen, you're a note taker. This is the first time we see Joseph cry. This is the first time we see Joseph weep. He didn't weep when they sold him into slavery. 
He didn't cry when they took him down to Egypt or he was sold to Potiphar or he was falsely accused or thrown into prison when he was innocent. But he breaks down and weeps when he hears his family talking about what they did to him. Our family can bring out some of the deepest emotions, can it? Your family will make you cry. (laughs) Especially when there's broken relationships and seeing those people after a long absence and Verse 24 again, he, we're told at the end that he took Simeon from them and bound him before their eyes. Now Simeon was the second oldest. And, and in this conversation that the brothers had, Joseph learned that Reuben, the oldest brother, he tried to intervene on Joseph's behalf and prevent the brothers from doing Joseph any harm. And so uh, Joseph chose the second born. He chose Simeon to remain in Egypt while his brothers returned home to get Benjamin. So then Joseph gave a command, verse 25, to fill their sacks with with grain, to restore every man's money to his sack, and to give them provisions for the journey. Thus he, he, he did for them. You see Joseph's heart here towards his family, his compassion, his mercy, his grace. So they loaded their donkeys with the grain and departed from there, but as one of them opened his sack to give his donkey feed at the encampment, he saw his money, and there it was in the mouth of his sack. So he said to his brother, brothers, My money has been restored, and there it is in my sack. Then their hearts failed them, their hearts sank, and they were afraid, saying to one another, What is this that God has done to us? They're under such heavy guilt for what they did to Joseph, that, that they, now they view everything as the judgment of God. Right? They don't see it as a blessing. They don't say, praise the Lord. Where'd this money come from? God, you're too good. I can't believe it. We got great and We got our money back. It's, what an amazing story. I can't wait to tell everybody what you did. Oh, this is the judgment of God. This is a terrible thing. <laughs> you know, once you reconcile to God through Jesus Christ, all, all, the, all the guilt is removed. And you can just rejoice in the Lord and enjoy God's blessings. You don't have to fear God. You can just rejoice in Him. So then they went to Jacob, their father, in the land of Canaan and told him all that had happened to them, saying, the man who is Lord of the land spoke roughly to us and took us for spies of the country. But we said to them, we're honest men. We are not spies. We are 12 brothers, sons of our father. One is no more. And the youngest is with our father this day in the land of Canaan. Then the man, the Lord of the country said to us, by this, I will know that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me. Take food for the famine of your households and be gone and bring your youngest brother to me. So I shall know that you are not spies, but that you are honest men. I will grant your brother to you, and you may trade in the land. Verse 35, Then it happened as they emptied their sacks, that surprisingly each man's bundle of money was in his sack, and when they and their father saw the bundles of money, they were afraid. And Jacob, their father, said to them, You have bereaved me. 
Joseph is no more, Simeon is no more, and you want to take Benjamin, all these things are against me. All these things are against me. You know, Joseph is, in some ways, more spiritual than his father because you never saw Joseph say something like that. Joseph had a lot of occasions and a lot of hardship and difficulty in his life where he could have said, man, life is against me. Everything's going against me. But he never says that. And we see that with Jacob. All these things are against me. Well, then Reuben speaks up. Reuben's the oldest son, right? As the oldest son, he has responsibility to the family. So then Reuben spoke up to his father, verse 37, saying, kill my two sons. (laughs) If I do not bring him back to you, put him in my hands and I will bring him back to you. I wonder if Reuben's sons heard dad say that, you know, whoa, wait a minute, dad, what's that? Kill us. We, we didn't have anything to do with this. It's a pretty, it's a gesture. It's a pretty dramatic gesture. You know what Reuben said as a dramatic gesture, God actually did. He offered his own son on the cross for us and for our salvation to rescue us. So then finally, verse 38, but he said, my son shall not go down with you. For his brother is dead and he is left alone. He's, this, Benjamin's all I have left from my marriage to Rachel. If any calamity should befall him along the way in which you go, then you would bring down my gray hair with sorrow to, to the grave. If anything happens to Benjamin, I'd never get over it. What about Simeon? (laughs) Jacob's just going to leave Simeon in an Egyptian prison. An incredibly difficult situation. Jacob's not, not walking by faith. He's not trusting God. He's making his decisions emotionally. He's trying to protect himself from future pain. And what he doesn't realize is God is about to bless him beyond all of his imagination, as we'll see in the coming chapters. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Lord, we thank you for the way that you work and the way that you bring all things together for good. And we thank you for your sovereign hand over our lives and how even bad things that happen to us, you can use them for your good. Even when people wrong us, Lord, you can use them for your good to accomplish your will and your purpose in in each of us, Lord. Lord, I, I, I pray for anyone here, it's probably all of us here, Lord, have been wronged by somebody. Lord, that we would Choose to forgive. And Lord, we we pray for those that are here that are just weighed down by guilt and shame and regret from something they've done in the past. Lord, that they would call upon your name for forgiveness. That you would lift that weight off of them and set them free. Lord, we thank you that if any man's in Christ, they become a new creation. The old things pass away. You make all things new. 
And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, brings truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There'll be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, please be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.